don't have one of these? On the pot. This is for the podcast. People don't know what we're talking about here. He's wearing, ladies, gentlemen and children. At my age, I do wear. Uh, and not particularly well. Uh, he is wearing a red uh, Don't Panic t-shirt, which says, Don't Panic, it's only the Grouchy Club. Now, I noticed two things. Immediately, I noticed he was wearing a red t-shirt, which said, Don't Panic, it's only the Grouchy Club, and that he wasn't proffering another one. For me. Why is that, John? It's because my, my birthday recently, my friend Sandy in Italy, Sandy in Italy, gave me this for my birthday. And she didn't know when your birthday is, and you probably don't want to tell her, so you're not getting one. I don't have birthdays. Now I gift them to needy children. <laughs> in Kenya. Exactly, yeah. yes. Here, have a birthday. Anyway, this, this is the Grouchy Club uh, podcast. Uh, that makes a big difference. And it's some date or other. God knows it's some date. It's Sunday some... the what? Uh, God knows. Ninth. Sunday the ninth. Sunday the ninth of August. Sunday the ninth of August. And it's uh, the end of week zero, as they laughingly call it. In the, in the I feel like fringe. I've been here for a year. I know. I was saying to someone the other day that there's something. Oh, it's only six days away. I said, and it feels like you know three years in fringe time. What's only six days away? I can't remember. I can't remember anything. It's, it's like last year. He's in. <laughs> He's having a bit of a sugar rush. He just. He just came in. I was up a bit late. I'd had a late night. Got up late. He came back a few minutes ago with um, two packets, God bless him, uh, of Cadbury's Crunchy. Oh, yes. Now, if we do this, maybe they'll send us them. Cadbury's Crunchy Biscuits. Well, we're doing this in Vision as well for, for a YouTube thing. So please, Which, yeah. send us crunchies. Which I, I ate my book. As you can see, oh, oh, I've eaten two. Can't see on the podcast. Can't see in the podcast. For the podcast, uh, I ate two. John ate the entire packet, which is two, four, two, four, six, eight crunchy biscuits. Small wonder you're looking. You're not looking. You look pinker there than you do in real life. He's not. For people who are watching, he's not that pink. Anyway, what have you seen that's been marvelous? Talking of pink, I saw Al Porter. It was very funny. Irish gay comedian, gay Irish comedian. I was yes the um. The lovely chap in uh, the specky chap in the um, specky chap gilded balloon this press P- office. Just PC. Spe- I'm a specky, specky person. Yeah. Okay. I'm a specky person. Anyway, the, spe- the specky person in specky the venue. Specky chap, yes. Um, in the venue. Suggested that I go and see Al Porter, and also there's another a guy called Gerard something who's also who's another gay Irish comic. Honestly, they pass along within two, and two per- weeks, everyone's gay. And yeah. they're performing back to back. What's the new position on me? Hey, we have no, we have no So shame. I'll tell me about Al Porter. No, he's, it's very good. I think, I think in my increasingly prestigious blog, I think I rather brutally compared him to uh, the bastard son of uh, Max Headroom and Leslie Crowther, which indeed he is. Crikey. I know, he looks like Leslie Crowther and, and Max Headroom simultaneously. Very, 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 very funny. But does he... He does. Perform like them? Well, he says he does. Well, no, no, because they, were, they weren't gay. Max Headroom wasn't even a person. No, but he... he, he no. Moving on. What yeah. else have you seen? You, before, I'm interviewing you now. Before, before this started, I said, the one thing we can't talk about, cops, is what, what, what things to recommend, because I, <laughs> I can't remember what I've seen, and I have no idea what I'm going to see. So I'm no, <laughs> my memory is shot to hell. I know. It, it is quite horrific when you go from one show to another, and people say, what have you just seen? You go, I've just seen... Um, uh, yeah. um, well, well, yeah. You can't even remember... Where? Well, yesterday I You've saw been. yesterday I saw seven shows, and today I'm seeing seven shows, and I, I go from show to show. It's down on my iPad, which I'm bound to wipe at some point, uh, and uh, I just see what's the next show and where is it. And just I have a diary. I'm analog, Ooh. dear readers. Well, uh. not obviously on this because oh, no, I write it 
that goes on all night. Irritating listeners, all night. We're not getting anywhere in this. We haven't got a subject. Right, no, we haven't got a subject. Well, uh, the fringe, here we are. Bob Bob Uh, Slayer's toilet's blocked up. What? On the bus? On the blunderbuss? Behind the blunderbuss. He he says he's hidden it away so no one knows it's there. Because the trouble but they'll with, know by the smell now. Well, yes, but the trouble is, apparently, he spent £1,000 on, on the toilets to Portaloo, which is more than he spent for actually tethering the bus where it is. Uh, and uh, it's OK for liquids, but not for solids. A bit of a drawback with the, with the toilet. Crikey. Uh, so someone obviously has just misused this by actually using it for solids, and he's now got a bunged up toilet. So what are you meant to do with your solids? I'd, I'd probably recycle. So the blunderbuss is, uh, is Bob's venue this year instead of the bookshop, and it's parked up just beside the underpass uh, at Porter Row, which is fantastic because, as anyone who's here will know, almost all of Edinburgh is either cordoned off, uh, kind of um, bricked up, boarded up, or is, is, has been turned into a one-way system going in the direction that is counterintuitive to the direction that it should be going in. So the, I don't know... I mean, I've lived here for years. I've got no idea where I'm going. But the... Uh, one of the things one of the things you can't do is go all the way around Bristol Square, but what you're forced to do is go down under the underpass, past Blob, past Blob, past <laughs> Bob's Blunderbuss, <laughs> past Blob's Blunderbuss, Blob Slayer, yeah, Blob's Blunderbuss, Blob Slayer, and its yeah. blocked toilet, Bob's Blunderbuss and its blocked toilet. Say that ten times quickly. No, don't. You're a waste of time. Um, and your teeth about fall out. So someone congratulated, to the, congratulated me today on doing Blogs on Bogs. And I haven't done any as far as I know. I don't, it's a good title, though, Blogs on Bogs. Yes. Yeah, I think it could be a sort of uh, money to be made out of that. We're getting nowhere. Should we, we are. Should nowhere. we start again? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. Uh, so I've... Well, it, it all starts a lot faster than I remember. And I have... What starts? Is it the, the whole the, festival fringe. I think the toilet thing. No, 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 the no, old, no, no. And um, also, everything is. There's so many people. I <laughs> tried to get no, but it's week zero. It is. It's week zero. No. People didn't. We, we should we should explain that there's three weeks of fringe. I'm not going to come here if you're just going to snigger at me. But there's a, there's a preceding half week. So the, the preceding half week is called week zero, and then we go as weeks one, two, and three. And then it carries on for two days after that, and we don't know what that's called. There's not meant to be anybody here, apart from people taking their shows. But um, I went down to see uh, in... So you've forgotten as well? No, in uh, Cabaret Voltaire, which is practically my favourite venue on the fringe. It's a free, it's a PBH's uh, free festival um, venue. Very close to the Versailles parlour. It's just, it does nice, reasonably priced food. It does great, reasonably priced drinks. It has the best cocktail in Edinburgh, which is called a white Mexican, and which is just stunning. And the venues are really nice. And, uh, and you're down there, yeah. Dan Mitchell is doing a show uh, kind of in the afternoon, I think. Anyway, I went along the other day thinking, I'll go down, I'll see it, hopefully I like it, I'll give Dan a bit of a boost. I could not get near the room. He was absolutely, it was mobbed to the extent that there were people standing around the outside of the room listening, you know, going to be listening to what he was saying. So that was me, bums rush, I was off. But it's always very busy the first uh, five days or so, isn't it? It's busy from the, the first Wednesday this busy. To, to the Tuesday. Cause someone was saying to me that their shows were packed out now, then this was their first time at the Fringe. And I was saying, well, well don't worry, because on Tuesday everything's going to go over a cliff, because the, the first few days are uh, half price, and then next Two days are two for one, isn't it? Anyway, there's half price from Wednesday to Monday, isn't it? 
I've he... zoned out, John, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just so dull. <laughs> I lost interest. Should we talk about railway timetables? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, but the thing, yes, some of them are half price <laughs> and previews and all that, but still there didn't used, it didn't used to be mobbed now because it's all the bloody cheapskate Edinburghers and Scottish people going will go in half price. But, you know, <coughs> the only show... See what I mean about the irritating gods. Um, the only show that I've been to that didn't have a big, big audience uh, was astoundingly Will Durst, who is brilliant. I mean, he is... Um, <coughs> the show is fantastic. I don't know how long it is since he's been back, but he's doing the whole run. He's one of the finest comics that America has ever produced. This is an awesome show, which is all about being a baby boomer. So if you are a baby boomer, you'll love it. But it's just so entertaining. There was a, a couple with two kids in front of me, and they were enjoying it because he kind of goes, did you know that people born between, uh, I think, is it 1984 and 2002 are called millennials? I did. I, I did you? Yeah, it's on, on, the, on, the, on the interweb. Yes, the interweb? What is this interweb of which you oh, speak, I don't know. John? I don't know, it says some sort of communication well, I didn't know that. Anyway, yes. so he, he goes into all of that, and it's brilliant. And uh, I, people should go and see this. But I came out happy in the knowledge that I am not getting older. I am becoming what Will Durst calls an extreme adult. Is, I think that's fantastic, don't you? This is when you came out. <sighs> Right, OK, so uh, there are lots of Norwegians around, apparently. Are there? Yeah, apparently. It's, I went to the Lindsay Sharman show, and there were five Norwegians, only... only... You mean performing or... No, no audience, only, only two... Well, how would you know if somebody's not... What, you go deliberately talking to everybody in an audience to find out what nationality they are? Yeah, that, that's what all comedians do. I mean, it, it turns out there were five Norwegians, only two of whom could basically speak English, which is a slight drawback. And then I, talk, I, I bumped into Diane Spencer today, and she said she had ten comedians in yesterday. Sorry, ten, sorry, ten, <laughs> ten Norwegian audience members in yesterday. <laughs> and I said, I said goodbye, au revoir, abianto, I said to, because I'm, I'm like that, to, yeah. uh, to Diane Spencer. None of which is Norwegian. W- went and queued for uh, the noise next door, and bugger me, behind me there were two Norwegians talking to each other, because I, know, I don't know about Norway. There must Norway. be some kind of convention. Yeah, well, or there's a free herring or something, half-price herring, perhaps. That is so racist! <laughs> the Norwegians aren't a race, they're a country. Well, they used to be a Swedish country, but, you know, there you go. I like the Norwegians. I, like, I would like to disassociate <laughs> myself from this, what I can only describe as an anti-Scandinavian <coughs> rant. I like Scandinavians, because I've worked with Scandinavians. Work... Oh, you're going to say something about how good they are at sex? No. Oh. They're very good at herring, though, and killing, killing dolphins. Uh, no, I worked for a Scandinavian so TV sorry. company in uh, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, and, and I think, from memory, I think the Norwegians had the most British sense of humour. Danes spoke the best English, and the Swedish were hated by both the other countries uh, because they had, the Norwegians hated the Swedes because they were the imperial power and owned owned, Den, owned, owned Norway for a while, and the Danes uh, just disliked them on principle. Uh, okay, talking of which, I went to see Ismo Likola. Is that an anagram? No, uh, it's a name. Uh, uh, Ismo Likola. 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 Named, named after his father. He's Finnish. I just... I dread... Okay, say something horrible about the Finns. I never know why the Finns and the Hungarians speak the same language. It's something a wrong turn in history somewhere. Oh, good, that's all. Uh, he's very, very funny. He's hugely funny. He did win the funniest person in the world competition, apparently. Which I... Don't think he is, but he's lovely. It's a fantastic hour. You go out all kind of warm and fuzzy and giggly. 
Very funny. Slightly ginger, which I didn't know that the Finns wear. But slightly, slightly ginger. Isn't that non-PC? What, ginger? Yes. I I come from a family, I'm 50% care, who are renowned gingers. But we ging for Scotland. But uh, uh, you, if you don't know her and you can't see a picture, you don't know. You've actually got the melon streak. You're, you're black-haired with a white, a white streak here. I am indeed. Somebody told me that my hair was cool the other day. Cool? Cool. Were they running their fingers It was a young through? person. It was a young person. <laughs> uh, mind you, I think she was flyering, so she was probably just trying to get me into the show. What's the best thing you've seen? Yeah, your, your, your reviews. Uh, the best thing I saw was Lauren Sowen, who, who's... Absolutely... Tell me more. Is he tell not me the more, guy that does more. changing rooms? So we're going to turn this into a tart and bit of MDF, which is lovely. Isn't that someone winning Coronation Street? Oh, possibly. Mavis. <laughs> Mavis. Uh, so, um, well, you're thinking Lauren, Lawrence Llewellyn Jones, you're thinking of. Bowen. And, it could be. And, and this is actually Lawrence Owen, who, who's married to the lovely uh, Lindsay Sharman. Uh, okay. And they're both talented. And he, he's, last year he did, he did a show which I sadly didn't see, which included a staggering Disney pastiche for about six minutes. Which is on on their YouTube. Isn't that like a certif- Isn't that a, a hanging offence? Don't Disney just immediately send their lawyers to grab anybody doing anything involving any of their characters or music or anything by the balls and dangle them you would from think, a helicopter? You would think so because there was there was a porn. Just a suggest. There was a porn movie made years and years ago called uh, Snow White and the Seven Perverts, wasn't there? And the Disney claimed copyright on on Snow White, which I think is a bit dubious. We mm. might have mentioned this in the blog before, did we? Uh, and, uh, well, you're not even if you're doing a panto, you're not even allowed to use all the Disney names. Oh, well, they made them up, but Snow White. That, and that's... you've got to, uh, you've got to have special dispensation to do high ho, high ho. Yeah, but Snow White is presumably owned by the Grimm brothers family. But uh, anyway, I'm going to finish this story. So, yeah. so um, uh, Snow White and Seven Perverts. Disney threatened to sue their ass off. Their ass. Uh, uh, so, so the producers changed Snow White and the Seven Perverts title to "Someday My Prince Will Come." And I thought that's a film. Ah, I the photographer's see. song. <laughs> yes. Hey. Ah, <laughs> uh, I say it, she tops it. Absolutely. But, you knock him up, I set him down. Yes. What was I? Oh, yes. This Lawrence Llewellyn Owen. L- Lawrence Owen. Lawrence Owen. Who, who's brilliant? No, it's brilliant. It's, it's worth. It's uh, worth hanging in there for people, really. <laughs> Come on. No, 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 so, uh, Why is he wonderful? Well, what does no, he do? He, he's he basically, as I said in my, Spit it out. as I said in my increasingly prestigious blog today, uh, he it's. He, if, to describe it, you say he sings comic songs about the movies, but that doesn't do it justice at all. I mean, it just phenom- well describe it in a way that does do it they're, justice, they're, John. They're phenomenally well written pieces of music. They're wonderful pastiches of what they're doing, uh, and the lyrics are very, very, very intelligent. And you can't spot the the rhymes coming up, so you don't know what's going to happen next. Very, very clever. And I, I knew all this before I saw him, but I'd never seen him do a sixty-minute show. I'd only seen him do like sort of ten minutes, fifteen minutes at clubs. And I didn't realise what a wonderful performer he is. He actually acted all out. So it's, it's way over the top sort of cartoon uh, acting out of the, the narrative while doing brilliant music and brilliant songs. It's staggering. I mean, and the old, he, for some reason, yesterday was a full house for his first show. And I can only presume that they must have seen him last year or the word of mouth has gone round because it was overflowing. There were people arriving and not being able to get in and going away. So it's some, some sort of word of mouth built up even before it started. You're interestingly strange, Mr Fleming. And where is this show on? It's on a de voodoo rooms. And he is on, I believe, at the, and he is on, uh, I can't remember what time. I think it's oh, please tell me what time. I want to go. <laughs> Am I too late? But, but he is followed almost immediately in another voodoo room by his beloved wife, uh, Lindsay Sharman. Yeah, less interested in that. Tell me more about Lawrence. Well, no, no he, he's on one, well, he's married. Uh, he's on 
on 145 and she's on at uh, 420. Can that be right? That's so early. I don't think I can be That's right. That's like dawn in fringe time. Anyway, so you have to look at it. It's something like that. And they don't care in Paraguay. You know, we've got to think about Paraguayan listeners and viewers. Yes. Uh, so, um, look, it's getting... We've got to go out quite soon and it's getting a bit when dull. She, when she says we, we're going to separate places. We are going to separate places. I'm going to see something called My Favourite Words in the English Language. Oh, by whom? Uh, don't know. It was the title... That's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes the title... <laughs> Does grab you? Well, I think that must be the case with Lawrence Owen because it was called Cine Musical, so it, it does what it says on, on the label, and you think, well, that's going to be vaguely interesting. Wonderful. It is wonderful. It's brilliant. I mean, from about uh, here, well, he starts off singing. He's written the theme tune. Obviously, we've got Cine Musical, and he sings that. It's brilliant, and the audience is just enraptured about some one minute into this song, and then, then he starts off with the, the Disney, the six-minute Disney song, which is wonderful. And so you know you're in for a good time. He had the audience, as they say, in the palm of his hand, and it was very messy. But he had, How lovely. Or not, the case, and, maybe. And if, if I gave stars, it would be five and a half or six. It was brilliant. Really? It would. It was brilliant. And not a five-star person. No, I know, because no. We, we both went to see Martha McBriar. And I did give her five stars, and you said you wouldn't give her five stars. Because I don't give her base stars. I love, I love, I love her. She's lovely, lovely, lovely. I think she's unique. And pocket-sized. But she's not pocket You must have very big pockets. <laughs> but, uh, and they've got a lovely little, it's another free for the Finnegan, Finnegan's Wake, which is a nice little venue. 36 seats or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's all the way, um, uh, what do pic- you call it, Victoria Street is becoming a bit like uh, Nidri Street in that it's just... Free venue after free venue after free venue all the way down, which is really rather good. I'd like to apologise for the Paraguayan listeners. You have no idea what we're talking about. You can just chat amongst yourselves or go and eat an empanada or whatever it is that you do at this time on a Sunday afternoon. Armadillo. Uh, I was going to say, the, uh, 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 yes, I, after Martha and Matt Price's shows, I went to see uh, somebody, a, a guy called Papa CJ. Oh, yes. Which, uh, it, was, it was fascinating. It's lovely. It's wonderful. You'll enjoy it. And laugh and cry and think this is possibly the loveliest man in the world. Why is his ex-wife being so horrible to him? Is that Lewis Schaefer? It's, well, he's like an incredibly benign brown Lewis Schaefer, except that uh, he's got a, an 18-month-old boy that he hasn't seen for 10 months or something because he's a horrible bitch for an ex-wife. Won't let him see him. Anyway, all explained in the show, which he doesn't bang on about. Very, very funny. But I was uh, about half the room, it's in espionage, was like white. And half the room was British Asian, but British Indian. When you say he's brown, he's, he's, he's Asian. He's origin, Indian. Origin. No, he's Indian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were wetting themselves, which I know is not something that, that the Indian community like doing in public, but the girl beside me was making the kind of noises I have never heard oh, you a have. woman You've heard make. all the noises women make. No, not you those have. ones. Okay. Not those ones. Well, give, give us an impersonation of some no, of the I noises. Couldn't. No, because it would be racist because I'd be making them with an Indian accent. You see? But it was... I just can't tell you. He does lots of stuff about... I'm not excited, You know, Calcutta man. and yeah. Delhi and stuff. It is funny for everyone. It's not that, you know, you had to know... But obviously... If you've been there, it's absolutely hysterically hilarious. I've been there. And um, can, can he you... takes quite a lot of his clothes off. 
Ooh. Can Not you, all of them. Can you can you make noises in in, in 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 an Indian accent? No. Well, no, I can't, John, because I'm not Indian. But but is it possible to make noises in an Indian accent? I'm telling you, it is. I was sitting beside a woman who was well, laughing. I am just not prepared to try and replicate those noises because coming from me, it might sound a bit untoward. You're just going to have to take my word for it on this one, John. Ho ho ho! Goodness gracious me! Oh, what? dreadful man! That reminds me. I also saw Sajila Kershey's uh, Immigrant Diaries. Ooh. Which is oh. it's very interesting show, and, and obviously different every night, so it's difficult to review. But she's wonderful. Why is it, diff- why is it different every night? Because she gets different people from different immigrant backgrounds in every night, and they kind of tell stories from their immigrant family past within Britain. Within, well, kind of usually it's about <coughs> coming to Britain or just arriving in Britain, or uh, it was uh, fast. And you know, they, they count the Irish as immigrants. Well, uh, this was only, uh, about two hours ago, I was walking along the Cowgate with um, uh, John Robertson. You but, get all the fun. <gasps> Brilliant show. When we encountered Patrick Monaghan, you know, one guess what he did. Hugged you. Simultaneously, both of us, yes. But but this is this gets back to the immigrant thing, because he, yep. he's, he's doing it. Yes. He, he's, he's not doing a, a, a normal joke, joke stand-up show, isn't he? You, you tell me he's doing a, a more of an autobiographical show. Mm, well, and I'm, there will I'm be jokes. See it. Yeah. Of course there will be jokes. What he's <coughs> not doing is spending the entire show hugging people and talking to them about their backgrounds. How, how lost? He will be... Um, I met him in the loft bar a little while ago. He says, will be hugging. She's eating crunchies. It's yes. impossible not to hug. Uh, oh, but oh, oh, we should say he, he's an, an, an Iranian Geordie Irishman, isn't he? He's an Iranian Irish person who was brought up in Middlesbrough, and therefore has a Geordie accent. Um, but Phil Nichol has uh, directed the show. I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm very, very keen to see it. Well, very great. keen to Well, see Phil Nichol's a great director. Yeah. Well, that's it. Then. Next. Well, I think that's probably a mistake to have started. It's 21 minutes and 59 seconds we're Is up that to. enough? Well, um, people argue because he hasn't had the full... 23 minutes. 23 minutes. <laughs> we could just... Um... Well, we didn't start for about 10 minutes, did we? We just meandered around a bit. Whose fault was that? Well, I, I, I think we're in this together, I think. And, you know... Who has the T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah, got... Yeah, yeah. You've at least got... Uh, you've got, like, a costume. I need to get a T-shirt. I think it's more than a bit of bitterness creeping into this. My life's going to be Me? Bitter? Yeah. I don't mind if I do. Thank you very much. Uh, I, this isn't an end. Usually I find an end, then just press mm. the button. It's an excellent end, because mm. I'm a very good editor. Um, uh, what are you seeing tomorrow? I don't know what I'm seeing tomorrow. I have no idea what I'm seeing tomorrow. Yeah. I have a list, though. Oh, lovely. I'm seeing Mel, mm. Mel Moon. That'll cheer me up tomorrow. I'm going to see Sam Simmons tonight. That'll cheer me up. Uh, Spaghetti for breakfast. And he... <coughs> also, the nicest producer on the fringe, um, one of a man called Mike Blaha, who is the man who create, who gave us, gave the world, the pyjama men, has brought uh, another comedy twosome over this year. And uh, I'm going to go and see that. And... Uh, purely because he hasn't, as they say, given me a bum steer yet. It's called Moby Alpha. And it's a cross... cross do you remember that? Cross between Moby Dick and... and P- Piper Alpha? No, something like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. There you go. Try to look more in... It's Mike Blaha, for God's sake. He's a good guy. It's, it's a good name for comedy. Moby Alpha. Mike. Tune in next week when um, I might tell you what I think. Well, tomorrow, I'm, I'm seeing Mel Moon. That'll cheer me up no end. Sick girl. Sick girl. 
Giant Leap, which is uh, the, the play within which Lewis Schaefer apparently doesn't play Lewis Schaefer, although it's an ageing, failed American comic. With wife issues. That's what he said. What wife issues? Wife issues. Ah. He said that that's what he was... He said that's what he was asked. Uh, Phil Nicole phoned him up and said he was, he, he was looking for a, a failed American comic with wife issues. And I said to him... <laughs> and I, So I said to Lewis, you know, it's, um, well, that's perfect, perfect casting. And he went, yeah, but you don't get a retard to play a retard. And there you go. Uh, I'm also seeing Louise Ray, or Re. I, just, I still don't know how to uh, pronounce her name. All in Chinese. All in Chinese. Yes. I thought you'd seen it. Uh, I have, but I, I want to see it again. It, Crikey. It is, no, it, is, uh, it wasn't the told I expected. I'm not going to say what, what it was. But you mean it wasn't <coughs> Chinese? <coughs> no, I thought she was just going to do a, a stand-up act in Chinese, but it's much more complicated. Would you like me to get you something to suck, John? On that note, we'll probably sort of say that's the end of it, won't we? <laughs> <laughs>